Hi, I'm Arianna Raji Lee, and welcome to the Passion Mama podcast. Each episode, I interview a guest about modern motherhood to address its challenges, but more importantly, to celebrate its opportunities. From prenatal experts to postnatal health specialists, nutritionists, mums, and mums to be, I ask them to share their insights and stories with us. Welcome to Passion Mama in Conversation. And welcome to the Passion Mama podcast in conversation. Um, I'm delighted to say that we have founder of Mama Made, Sophie Barron, with us this morning. How are you, Sophie? Hi, I'm good. Thanks good. for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Um, really excited to um, ask you a bit more about your company, obviously, and how you set it up. Um, and before we go anywhere, I need to, need to quickly plug the fact that you will be speaking at um, the Passion Mama pop-up on the... 1st of February next year, <laughs> talking about um, starting a business whilst on maternity leave. Yeah, um, it's really, really cool to have you here. Thank you so much. Um, before we start, I actually wanted to ask you about um, the fact that obviously you're a mother, you're an entrepreneur. Um, on your personal Instagram bio, it actually says, just please don't call me mumpreneur, which <laughs> I think is hilarious. Why, have you, why did you put that there? I think it was just, I mean, it was, when you start a business and you're a mom, it's very, it's the obvious thing when people are like, oh, you're a mompreneur. And I just found that so irritating because yes, I'm a mom, yeah. but I also have my own interests. I have got my own identity. I was just doing this business really for myself and for other mothers, but to call me a mompreneur felt like it was putting me in a different kind of category, category. Yeah. whereas I want to be taken as seriously as any other entrepreneur and kind of to keep that separate as well from the fact that I'm a mother because yeah. it feels separate. <laughs> yeah, that's really, really interesting. Um, I actually just loathe the word entrepreneur yeah, anyway. <laughs> and the fact that they're like combining it with something else just seems a little ridiculous. Yeah, it's just this like annoying word that yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, irritating yeah. to say and sound. Um, so mompreneur aside, tell us <laughs> about the business that you currently running. Yeah, so Mama Made um, basically functions as a a support system for parents who are introducing solids to their babies. So we take on all the prep and all the thinking. We send out mixes and parents just heat up however they'd like and then they can mash it, they can use it whole, um, they can puree it down depending on the baby's um, stage of development. And yeah, it really, I mean, it genuinely grew out of my own kitchen when I was introducing solids to my daughter um, and just feeling like I wanted to do everything, but I also didn't want to be doing everything because yeah. <laughs> I just wasn't coping. And I just didn't, the products on the shelves didn't sit right with me. Um, even if they were organic, they just seemed quite sugary, very gooey. Um, and I wanted my daughter to actually learn proper tastes and proper flavors. And yeah, so I just started making these mixes and from my kitchen and it's taken off from there. That's really, really cool. And at what point was it something that you made these mixes just for your your my daughter, daughter, yeah, yeah, um, and then it, and then turning it into something that was a hobby that then actually you were like, I could make this into a business. <laughs> it was actually like a pretty long process. Um, so my daughter, let's see, it was like March two thousand eighteen that I would have started like introducing solids and started thinking about it. Um, started selling them for my kitchen probably like June July time, and then it was still a hobby really until like this 
or I should say hobby. It's like a side hustle. Sure, side hustle. Side hustle, hustle is more like a yeah, <laughs> way yeah. to say it. Um, it was just this past August, so just a few months ago, that I actually left my side hustle to do this. Amazing. That's yeah. Really, well, that's so, really cool. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and that, yeah, just took time really yeah. to feel like get the confidence was the big part of it. Um, get the traction. Yeah. Feel like. And did okay. you test the products with family and friends? Um, first yeah. yeah yeah exactly so initially it was just four mixes and those were te- there were more we tested with a lot of friends um like nct groups going to music groups mm. going basically anyone i was driving around just dropping in mixes asking for feedback and every time we've introduced a new flavor now that we've got a nice customer base we're actually sending them out to customers to test and getting their feedback on that um so everything that we've done as mama made in terms of like what we're offering has been in response to like what people are telling us they like and what they like don't like and what they need or don't need that's awesome um you touched upon this um and feel free to say you don't want to go into (laughs) it um at at the beginning when you said you're trying to do everything and you couldn't do everything and you weren't coping so well what does that what did that look like what do you mean when you say you weren't coping so well and how did you try to navigate that yeah, um, it's a good question. I, it's funny because if you'd asked me at the time, I think I would have said yeah, I was absolutely fine. This mm. is just what it is. Like, I'm getting on with it. But uh, in terms, in of, terms of like new motherhood yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, kind of navigating identity stuff, and that comes up when you have got a baby, but also kind of child rearing in general, yeah. <laughs> navigating the needs and demands of a young baby. Um, I put a lot of pressure on myself that I kind of look back and just wish someone had kind of said to me, like, it's okay, you know, to not do everything so perfectly. I was, like, very intense about putting my daughter on a schedule, like, making sure she was, like, sleeping through the night. I'm just really obsessing about everything being perfect. And that was to the detriment of, like, my own well-being because I was just, like, obsessive and stressed and anxious the whole time. And it actually, I would say, kept me from bonding properly with my daughter because I was so obsessed with how she was kind of fitting into these like rigid arbitrary rules um and that definitely kind of came to a head around the time of introducing solids um because i think a lot of parents feel this way is like you kind of put your own anxieties about your own kind of like eating things or nutritional issues onto your kid and you're like i just don't want my kid to have my issues like i want my kid to like eat everything (laughs) like love sitting at the table like not be that child and yeah, I just felt like I, I wanted to raise her in that way, obviously, and then trying to figure out how to actually serve that um, up to her. No pun intended. <laughs> um, pun intended. Yeah, pun intended. Okay. Fine, okay. Um, and yeah, so I would say it was just around that time that I was really putting a lot of pressure on myself. And um, it just kind of kept me from actually enjoying the time with my daughter. Like at that point, I was just about to go back to work. And I don't think I was even really enjoying like the moment. So that's something like with Mama Made, really now I'm striving to provide for other parents is like taking off that stress and that mm. kind of obsessiveness, let's say, or mm. that anxiety about anything. And you can actually just enjoy your child. Yeah, so it's one less thing to worry exactly. about. Exactly. Yeah, that's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so tell us a bit about what your typical day looks like, work weekday looks like. Um, it's funny, I don't necessarily have a typical day, but my weeks follow a very typical okay. structure. So um, I'm really quite strict about how my week is set up. Um, we have two days that are dedicated to stock and shipping out um, orders to customers. Then one day where I'm kind of call it like my out on the town day. Um, and that's when I'm out like 
having meetings or talking to people, um, kind of business development partnership activities. And then two days of the week are dedicated to just customer um, response and business development and just general growth activities. Sure, sure. So um, yeah, my daughter's in nursery five days a week. How old is she? She is two. Okay. Um, and she's been in nursery since she's seven months old. <laughs> so, um, and that's been actually for me like a godsend mm. and has helped me um, have this space to do this. And yeah, so I'm quite strict about the kind of structure of my week. And then each day kind of has a theme. Yeah. Say. And you have a team working with you to help support you in, in the office. Yeah, and like a small team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Is it got, just, you have a you have a co-founder. Yeah, I've got a co-founder yeah. who's actually my partner, Ian, and then we've got um, kitchen staff helping with production. So, um, and we actually I say that we've got um, also like consultants helping with some social media. Nice. Um, so it's a small but, yeah. but mighty team. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so, so you work with your partner in the business. Yes. And <laughs> tell us how that dynamic works. Um, Whose idea was it first? Your, I mean, to take it, you know, because I know a couple of couples who work together and are married, and the dynamic for each couple is obviously so different because couples are different. How does yours work? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, it's been kind of a process. So I started, let's say, it was like a year and a half, the idea kind of percolating, yeah. and I kept kind of turning to Ian and being like, can you just help me? Like, you've done startups, you're entrepreneurial, you're in business. Um, and I kept kind of trying to get him to come on as a co-founder. He was like, no, I've got my own like career yeah. <laughs> that has nothing to do with baby food, not getting involved. Um, so he was just kind of there as a sounding board, like some help. And then I guess it was around July, a few months ago, um, when things really started to pick up for Mama Maid. And I think he really saw an opportunity here to do something um, really important and meaningful to a lot of parents. Yeah. And at that moment, he was like, all right, Okay, you convinced me to come on board. Um, so we actually sat down um, and we wrote job descriptions for each other. Yeah, that's, I've heard it's necessary. <laughs> it was very, I was like actually like thinking back to it. It was this very tense moment, which it doesn't have to be, but because I had been doing everything up just to that point, it was like, I was surprised by how possessive I felt over yeah. certain tasks. Yeah. It's like, no, that's my job. <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, so we wrote job descriptions. We kind of tallied out the different tasks and um, we've tried as much as possible to kind of professionalize what we're doing and I would say it works like 90% of the time. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Just no discussions about anything work related after like 10 p.m. I was going to say, is there like a hard <coughs> cut off to separate work from home? Because it must be so easy to bring something up <laughs> over the dinner table. Yeah, exactly. We've learned the hard way, let's say that like after 10 p.m. There's just, there's That's nothing it. good I happens. I mean, 10 p.m. is great. I know, it's, it's really late, late, isn't it? I mean, you should just be asleep by then, but yeah. Nothing good happens yeah. if you bring up work after 10. So funny. Um, and so going back to your daughter, you mentioned that she was in nursery from seven months. Obviously, I don't have kids, so I'm learning as I go. And each, I'm finding out that each mother obviously has a very different pattern and journey and, and way in which they're bringing up their kids. Is seven months, do you think that, did that feel quite early to you? Or was it something that was necessary or something that you needed in order to get this business off the ground or... Yeah, it's a funny one because like where I'm from um, New York, I'm American and like three months is a luxurious maternity leave in the States. Yeah. Um, and so already by, I think I've been sort of raised to think about maternity leave only in terms of like 12 weeks at most. Um, so by the time seven months came around, I was actually kind of ready to mm. like find something for myself again. Um, at that point, my daughter was like kind of sturdy enough on her own that I felt like 
um, she was in good hands to be yeah. with really, it was a really wonderful nursery that she was, she was at at that point. Um, so she was just there three days a week and I actually was going back to my day job at that point and it just kind of gave me space. I think that I really needed, um, I don't have any like help or really much, um, family here at all to help. So for me, it was a very intense seven months with her and getting that bit of like extra hands, let's say was a life changing thing. Yeah. And it really, I, I still believe I'm a better mother for the That's fact awesome. that she's in nursery. Yeah. Um, and I'm hearing a lot about mother's guilt and things like that. Is that something that you experienced mm -hmm. perhaps at the beginning when she was younger and you had to leave her? Or as you say, was it something that it felt really necessary that you needed to do for yourself and that made you in, in turn a better mother? Anyway? Yeah, it's a funny one because I actually like, I don't necessarily feel guilty about the fact that she's in nursery. I, don't, I never really felt that bad that she went at seven months. I knew it was good for her. Um, I knew she was in amazing hands. I knew she was happy. Um, for me, it was just this feeling of like, oh, should I be feeling guilty? Because everyone is like expressing shock that I'm back at work and she's in nursery. So it was, it was a really weird feeling of like, I don't feel guilty, but should I? And that's more external, yeah. external pressures yeah, it's than that anything sort of else, competition, which is crazy. Which yeah. is like, but it's like this reverse competition of like, who can be, you know, the most selfless in a way. And yeah, then. I built up to four days and then five days and I still, I guess I have moments still like, like last week I was really late to pick her up and I was like there past closing and that felt really horrible. Um, but I know that she's happy yeah. and she's healthy. And yeah. 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 Um, so let's talk a bit about next steps of Mama Made and kind of where you're hoping the business will go. What's your kind of, do you have an end goal vision or you have an end of year vision? You know what I mean? How, how, do, you, how do you frame that? Um, you know, what's, what's kind of next stages for the business for you? Yeah, we actually just sat down and did this. We've got like a six week sprint into the new year and then two 12 week sprints. So we understand like now quarterly what our goals are. Um, the next stage is we are raising money, which is very exciting, which means that we can do things bigger. We can reach more people. Um, we can, yeah, basically just help more parents yeah. um, is the ultimate goal. And then um, next step after that, we'll be introducing more product lines. So as babies grow, um, introducing more foods that will suit them and parents' needs. Um, so beyond just these mixes for home cooking, looking at more portable options that are true to our ethos in terms of like plant-based and organic and really good and tasty. <laughs> good, that's awesome. Um, and I guess, how are you finding, this is a question actually for me more personally, in terms of raising money, how are you finding that, I guess, as a woman, as a mother, obviously, obviously it helps given that you have produced these products from a, from a need that you found that yourself. Are you finding, um, that it's easier to speak to women angels, women VCs, female funded type things, or actually, you know, because there are so many stats about how hard it is for a woman to try and raise money these days, let alone yeah. any sort of startup. So I'd be interested to know, since you're doing that at the moment, have you felt any additional pressure or extra difficulties trying to navigate that? It's... It's something I'm really, I've learned a lot already in this process. Um, obviously, I'm knowing these stats and going into it and just thinking, well, why should it make a difference? Mm. You know, people don't see men and women that differently anymore. And what I'm kind of realizing is actually this world of fundraising, it's a very like male energy. Um, 
just in the sense that like we're doing our deck and we're doing our projections and I'm a bit more conservative but I've got my partner who's a man and he's like no we're going to be a bit more bullish on this and you go into meetings and I'm you know my nature I think is a more of a female energy is to be a bit more modest or mm. kind of pull back on some things or not try to be too outrageous um, in terms of your dreams but that's actually what they need to hear is that mm. you've got these big dreams and you've got these kind of bullish ideas to take over areas of a market um, and it's kind of required me to step into this quite male energy I would say of like even when talking to women I would say because you're going in and you're saying I'm asking for money and I'm asking for money at this valuation of my business that's like <laughs> that doesn't like sit naturally with me as a yeah. woman it's not you know if you think about like that yeah male and female energy mm. it just feels very male yeah. but um I'm trying to step more and more into it and the funny thing is you can do it as a woman obviously but it feels yeah yeah it feels yeah it feels sometimes it, it, it depending on who you are it, it feels like you need to as you say step into something or or do something that feels a little bit like uh, unnatural until you do it enough that I guess it becomes natural exactly that's that it's it's actually like learning a different language almost yeah. of speaking these languages of um, investors and, and funds and um, and just learning to kind of own what you're yeah. doing in a way that yeah. um, I think men kind of step into a bit yeah. naturally. Yeah, it's really interesting that you say that because I, obviously I'm starting this new business and at a certain point I will need to start to raise considerable amounts of money if I want to kind of get a permanent site. And, you know, I've had very, I've been very fortunate to have close, smart friends who look at cap tables and OPEX yeah. and <laughs> EBITDA on a daily basis for their job. I'm still learning what these terms are and I find that you know I've got EBITDA like, <laughs> tattooed on my fridge so I see it every day but sometimes <laughs> it's so hard to stick in my mind because it's just not something that's natural but I guess I've got to become comfortable with all the parts of the business including that the financials because otherwise as you say as the founder you need to step into that role whether it's step taking on a bit of male energy or just owning that side of your energy anyway you know so exactly and it's it's definitely the type of thing that the more I'm doing it, the more meetings we're taking, the better the meetings are going. Definitely. As <laughs> I've been told that, start with yeah. the people that you're, you're least likely to get, you know, almost like practice rounds yeah. to begin with. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand that. That's so funny. One, one question, um, I guess, for that, you know, there might be mums who are considering starting something whilst they're on their maternity leaves or otherwise, or kind of gone, you know, the, the stats are showing more and more women. I think actually the more children they have second time round it's 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 less likely they want to go back to work yeah. and they want to find something what's kind of I guess one or a couple of the highlights of running your own business definitely the flexibility of it um and that element of control and kind of freedom that I was lacking in a day job just by its nature um even at quite a senior role you're still reporting into a structure um and I think giving birth and that kind of experience of becoming a mom and like going through that transition in terms of identity and, and navigating those first months gave me a lot of confidence that I never had before to just realize like I can do this and like you've done kind of the most profound thing you can do in a life and why not just give this a go. And yeah, I think it's just about identifying kind of what is it that maybe is keeping you from pursuing that passion or that hobby that you are interested in doing and 
for me, that was fear, but then it's kind of confronting that fear and being like, well, what is actually the worst that could happen? Yeah. And what, you know, is there a plan B? And then eventually, you know, in this past August saying, actually, there's no plan B. I've got taken it to a point. Let's just jump off that ledge and see where we can take this. Um, and I think being a mom and being a parent is one of the like hardest and bravest things you can do. And um, yeah, I would say that it kind of, anything work-related, be it your own business, be it your job, definitely pales in comparison to that role. So what's the risk in yeah. trying? Um, do you ever get um, a chance to have time for yourself? Um, obviously, you're, you've got a husband, you've got a business, you have a baby. Um, how do you find time to give it to your, find time for yourself? And what do you find yourself doing in those moments to kind of recoup and relax and... Or maybe you don't need to no, really get No, 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 I definitely yeah. do. <laughs> I'm really strict, actually, with my... Kind of the same way I'm strict about my work week and what days are for what. Um, every day I need to have some amount of time for myself. So if that's like an hour for fitness, um, even like a day like yesterday, it was literally just like a 10-minute meditation um, upstairs. And I found that just like changed my whole day around. Um, and that was the only kind of time to myself that I had the whole day. And it was huge. Yeah. I've actually only recently gotten into like my meditation and um, mindfulness and that's been a huge help and yeah it's a matter of just literally scheduling it into my diary every single day that's there's really, just yeah. no negotiating I'm, yeah I get <laughs> if it's not in my diary it doesn't happen. no exactly yeah. if it's not in the diary it's just it's too easy to be like oh maybe later I'll do it or like mm. yeah it's okay it's okay if I don't get it to it tomorrow but it, it builds on itself if you don't take time for yourself yeah. And one final sentence, I ask everyone this, um, and you don't need to answer it straight away <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you want some time to think about it, let me know later, but um, could you finish this sentence, motherhood is? Motherhood is, it's been the most formative experience so far in my life. I've learned so much about myself and my limits, um, being waves like higher than I ever thought they were um it's been an experience of growth and just learning about like humans and human nature and seeing like firsthand kind of how that grows and evolves um it's such a gift and sorry not to like yabber on but I just remember like I, like the second I gave birth just like kind of laughing to myself that like you know male politicians in America especially like mm -hmm. feel like they can have any kind of role in a women, woman's body or woman's life because what we do as women is so profound and so powerful and so like on another level that, um, yeah, it was like very profound. Yeah. yeah, no, I love it. Um, thank you so much no, for speaking to us. Thank you. Um, you've been awesome um, and I can't wait to have you at the event on the 1st of Feb. I can't wait. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Right, take Thanks. care. Cheers. Thank <laughs> you.